Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Walls. I am your host, Lauren Springman, and on this podcast, you'll be informed, entertained, and educated on everything in the real estate industry. I'd like to introduce our guest today. Her name is Amanda Dockham, and she is with Codwell Banker. Welcome, Amanda. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. I am so glad that you're on. How was your weekend? I actually just got back from Florida. Um, tried to take a few-day vacation before the summer craziness, um, and I'm glad I did. What part of Florida? Uh, right outside of Destin, kind of like Sea Grove Beach. Oh, okay. It seems like there's a mass exodus this summer to Florida. Everybody's heading to the beach, I guess, now that we can. People are taking advantage of it. Well, I was just in Miami a couple of weeks ago, and it, oh. they were basically open. Yeah, like we didn't wear masks the entire time we were there. Um, it's just, it's not a thing. It was nice. It was yes. a nice getaway. You can breathe without sucking in the paper in your mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm over it, but that's a whole nother story. It's whatever. I know, right? Okay, so um, I usually play a game. It's tell me two truths and one lie, and I have to figure out what is what. Oh, okay. About yourself. Two truths and one lie. Um... <laughs> Way to put people on the spot. Okay, so... Uh, two truths and one lie. Let's see here. I, okay. Okay. I have 24 year old twins. One of which works with me. Um, I am originally from Virginia and I, Oh, let's see. I'm also an investor. Okay. I feel like you being in live from Virginia is true. Eh. No. I'm from Georgia. From Georgia? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're a Georgia peach. I am. I was born in Georgia. I spent most of my life in Texas. I'm from Columbus, Georgia. Um, spent many years in speech therapy to <laughs> sound like this and not say red and be able to say red. But the minute I go back home, it just comes flooding out. I know. Uh huh. Yep. It, it doesn't. I, yep. So you, I would never. So you have 24 year old twins? I have, uh, yeah, man, I have 24-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. Uh, my son, John, is he actually works with me. He's on the team. He's my team coordinator. And my daughter is at University of Alabama, second semester deep in her PhD. Dang. I was yeah. definitely thinking that one's a lie because I... Most people do. Um, honestly, I had them when I was 20. And okay. it was hard at the time. But you know what? Girl, I am 44 years old. And... The idea of children sounds exhausting. So I'm, I am so glad I had them young when I had the energy to keep up with them. For um, real. Totally the right move. <laughs> and so you had them here in Texas because you're, you lived Correct. in Georgia, the move to Texas. Okay. Correct. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's normally the one that trips people up. That yeah. definitely, I'm still looking and I still did not see it, but good for you. Yes. I will good be 45 this December. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks. So when you were, how did you get into the real estate industry? 
You know, real estate wasn't my intention. Um, actually, I, truth be told, I had somebody else pay for my classes. Um, I was, I was that girl that had multiple jobs. I worked full time um, as an office manager, and then I had like two little part time gigs. Um, one, I helped a friend sell sports memorabilia, and other one was I was a bookkeeper. And the woman that I did bookkeeping for was buying a house. And one of my, my previous lives, I worked uh, in a law office for six years. So I was very familiar with contracts. And she just kept asking me questions. Can you read this and make sense of it? You know, can you help me with this? And I'm like, look, I don't know anything about real estate, but I know that your agent, no. <laughs> like I wouldn't listen to a single thing she says, you know, and I know nothing about it. Like I didn't even own a home. So I had no basis and I'm like, she's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. So she was like, oh my God, Amanda, you need to go into real estate. You can make some money. And I was terrified of it because I just, I couldn't, I had twins. I had twins in high school. I couldn't go to a hundred percent commission job. Like no. that's the scariest thing in the world. I have proms coming up and graduations, you know, it's like, no. And she's like, okay. And I was humoring her. We looked up the classes and she paid for the classes right there. Wow. She believed yeah. in you. That's amazing. Right. So I was like, okay. And I looked at them a little bit, but I never touched them again. I went on with my life and, you know, they expire after a year. I got the email saying, Hey, your classes are going to expire. And I was like, Oh, Oh, well, what am I going to do? And then she asked, Hey, Amanda, you know, how are the classes going? I'm like, Oh, they're wonderful. I'm almost done. It's been great girl, I blew through all of those classes in four days. Um, like I <laughs> probably not great to say this out loud, but I legit had the test pulled up and the material pulled up at the same time. And I would go, I would search the questions <laughs> and I finished my classes. I um, mean, I feel like you're not the only one that's probably done that. And I will not confirm nor deny this, um, may have done that a couple of times in college. <laughs> <laughs> when I took my classes online, they weren't proctored and they weren't timed. It was like, here's your classes. Here's a test. You can attempt the test twice. And it's like, well, okay. So now it's a lot different. You can't just kind of hardline it for a week and be done. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people like me is the reason that they now proctor it. So glad I could contribute to the future. Television. Actually, you know what? I want to say, so my girlfriend is getting her license mm -hmm. and hers is online. It's not being proctored. Yeah. Oh, but they time her, I bet, to where she Probably. has to be on for eight hours. Oh, uh, I don't know. I just remember yeah. her being like, you're taking a test. She's like, yeah, I'm just taking a test. And I was like, yeah. how are you doing that? It's, it's kind of startling how little is required to actually become a real estate agent and get your license considering that you are responsible for sometimes people's life savings. Um, so I, I started and I joined um, my first brokerage part-time. I was still working all of my other jobs. And then I got laid off. I was downsized. And I had already made myself a promise that I would maybe give this a shot full time when I turned 40. And again, my birthday's in December. So in September, I got laid off. And I'm like, well, dang it. You know, what? I guess, 
had a schedule. So for the first time in my life, I took unemployment. And while I was on unemployment, I was figuring out how to be a real estate agent. Like I was a hot mess. I didn't know what I was doing. I was out there doing open houses, did not have a CRM. Like I almost quit. By February, I'd say by Christmas, I was looking for another job. And I was honestly doing laundry. I had found some YouTube video from a coach and I listened to it while I was doing the laundry. And it was just, are you winging it? You know, do you have a plan? Do you want to take your car to a mechanic and have him wing it? And I'm like, well, no. You know, do you want- Well, why would you even ask that question? No. Well, it's like, if you think about it, it's like true. I I don't want to take it to a mechanic and have him just guess, you know, I'm like, I'm doing this wrong, you know? And I was, I was mad at myself. So I got it together and I had my first closing in February, which is the month my unemployment ran out. And it's awesome. That's like like, everything happened for a reason. Yes. Yes. That Um, is true. And I haven't stopped. So it's been four and a half years for almost five years. Oh, people got hit off you. 2016. So yeah. Yeah. What am I in year five? I don't know. It's a blur. Honestly, if you're doing it right, it's all a blur. You, you look up and you're like, I don't know what happened to my year, but I guess let's start over again. <laughs> um, no, but how did you go from being a hot mess express to being so successful? I started using a CRM and it, it sounds ridiculous, but I just, I started. So you do all these open houses and you're all over the place and you have no way to keep up with using, with who I've contacted. How often do I contact? What did we say? You know, and I, I, I got a CRM and started putting everything in there and I just hustled. I, 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 I was hustling. I was on every website imaginable, commenting, jumped on next door, was commenting on things, did a ton of open houses. I can't tell you how many open houses when I first started, like I legit took a nap in. Um, and you know what? It's just the stuff that people won't say out loud. I'm not the only one, but I have, <laughs> it happens. You know, when you do three open houses in one day, I'm going to sneak in an hour nap when nobody's there. It's great. Uh, I mean, I would. I always wondered what you guys did there for like three hours and no one, like, what if no one comes? You know, I'm going to be like, no. If you ever um, show up at open house and the front door is locked, the agent's napping. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting some behind the scenes on this. <laughs> just really, I just booked it and try to do as many as I could. Um, and then I moved to my second brokerage because um, I realized where I was at at the time was not conducive. I wasn't going to make any money being full-time and new. Um, so my second brokerage actually found me and I loved them to death. And I spent a year and a half with them. I was a new agent, but I was teaching other new agents um, because I was really great at breaking down information that's easy for other people to understand. Mm-hmm. When you become a real estate agent, they throw everything at you. You need to do this, 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 and you have this horrible, long, detailed list of duties that you need to do to be successful, and you have no idea how to do any of them. And, you're, and you get overwhelmed, so you don't do any of it. Right. And then you're just sitting there broke, upset, feeling like a failure. Because they don't teach you how to do any of it. They don't teach you anything. Honestly, in my opinion, the Texas exam is simply just to teach you how to stay out of jail. The rest of it is you got to figure it out on your own. It teaches you the law and what will get you in trouble. 
and what the penalty will be if, when you get in trouble for violating one of those rules. That's the Texas exam. Be, that's helpful. what a lot of people said that like taking the exam, they, you have a piece of paper, but they don't really, they don't teach you how to be in a state, real estate agent. You have no idea about uh, contracts, how to speak to people, how to manage your time. I mean, there's, there's nothing. Uh, so I developed a loose curriculum for new agents at my second beverage and kind of taught a class once a week on, look, this is what you actually need to do as a new agent because I was going through it. Mm -hmm. It was more like a meeting of new agents about this is my experience. So you don't have to make the same mistake twice. That's awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And people responded well to it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And that I was recruited by my current brokerage and I started a small team at the end of 2018. My son was the first member and now I have four agents. Wow. Yes, my goal. Uh, I don't want to grow like huge. I'm not interested in having 20 or 30 agents. I, I hire with a specific interest. It's mm -hmm. like, what do you bring to the table? You know, I, I, I'm okay with keeping it small. We're a family. We're a group of agents that choose to work together so we can actually go on vacation and have a life and have a family and a spouse. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay with keeping the family small. I like that. I like a smaller, close-knit. Yeah, yeah. Do it with purpose, not just... I, I, I am a quality, not quantity person. I agree. Yes, I very totally much agree. so. I'm the same way too. Um, so how long has all of your agents been on the team or is it just kind of one comes in, the other one came in? How does that work? Um, most of them, John was 2018. Um, and he was simply because I needed help and he was kind of figuring out what he wanted to do in life. He was a server beforehand, um, tried his hand at like traditional college. It just wasn't for him and that's fine. It's not for everybody. Mm -mm. So brought him on because I needed help. And then in 2019, I brought on the rest of my agents and then COVID hit pandemic, all these new agents, new business. I'm responsible for other lives. Bam. Pandemic. <laughs> what do I do? Is this what did right you time? do? Well, I earned more money in 2020 than I did before. It just, we didn't stop. We didn't stop. That was the thing. It's, there were two types of agents. There were agents that kind of doubled down on their effort and really found a message to put out there that, hey, real estate is still going. And there were the agents that kind of furloughed themselves. They just stopped. Like they gave up. Oh, we're on okay. lockdown. There's no way I can do business. Not true. I jumped on Amazon, bought some masks, bought some gloves, got some hand sanitizer, and I went out and got listings. Dang. It's like, hey, we can control this. And other agents that were still working had the same mindset, same response. It's like, hey, look, we'll only take two people in the house at a time. Uh, we wear masks, we sanitize. You know, we, right. we were responsible about it. But no, it's... If I don't work, I don't get paid. I wake up every day legitimately unemployed. I have to go out and find work. That's the mentality I have. Every single day I wake up without a job, I need to go find one. That's a really good mentality, especially in this industry. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't take anything for granted. And I mean, there's, he's just flooded with real estate agents. And there's some really great agents out there and then some not so great agents. And it's not that you have to necessarily set yourself apart from everyone. You just, 
you have to convey that you have a genuine interest in helping people yeah. and the right people will respond to that and you, you get business. Do you do um, a lot of your business as referrals or do you do like the leads from HAR, like when people, you know, go on? And I search? do a little bit of everything. I have my toe dipped in a lot of different avenues. So it takes a while to truly get referral business. And I'm at the point to where my previous clients that I've helped over the past couple of years are starting to call me. Hey, we're thinking about, you know, moving up, relocating. I'm getting that repeat and referral business. It takes a little while. Um, when you first start, you can count on your first couple of transactions being friends or family. And that's cool. That's how it's supposed to be because they know that you're new and they trust you. Yeah. But you run out of friends and family <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was a, a referral agent for an iBuyer company. I won't, I won't say who they are. Uh, but that truly helped me in 2017 and 18. Um, they were fresh in Houston. I honestly, I was watching TV. And I kept seeing their commercial, I'm like, dang it. So, you know, I'm like, I'm done. Who are these people? Because it was like seven commercials in one day. Right. And I was like, do they take referral partners? Because in my head, these folks are spending millions of dollars on multidimensional advertising. Yeah. Why not jump on, let them spend the marketing money? You and know, just it was no your name out there. to me. Yeah. Right? And it doubled my business. Um, no cost up front. I'm a big fan of being a referral partner for all kinds of different companies as long as it doesn't cost up front yeah um I don't mind paying you know a 30 33 referral fee because that's a lead that I have in my database and I can nurture for future business that's a good mindset um, not just yeah. saying you know like oh I'm gonna you know this time they're gonna get 30 or 33 percent of it but you think about further along down the road than just what's happening instantly yeah I'm paying for the introduction yeah basically. And I'm glad Which to is, do that. Yeah. And you don't have to go out to all the social networking and it's so exhausting. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to say I don't like talking to people, but my mm. job, you have to be on all the time. If I'm on the phone, I have to be smiling. I have to sound like I'm enthused to talk to you. Yep. And most of the time I am, but honestly, if, if it's real talk by three or 4 PM, you're exhausted. It's yep. like, I don't want to interact. I just want to hang out with my dog because they won't talk back. They won't talk to me. Right, right. That's like, that's my buddy. So it, there is more than just going to open houses and day drinking and, you know, kind of hanging out to this job. It's stressful. It's yeah. stressful. You listen to people's divorces. You, you listen to their personal problems. It's a lot. Yeah. And you have to deal and maneuver and handle all of it. Have you Me ever too. had like a lot of divorce selling? Yes. Yes, I've had divorce clients to where they refuse to speak to each other. So I was the, the middleman. And um, I've had divorce clients to where it was a complete court battle. And there are court mandates to where you have to include them in on the process. I've had ones that where it's fresh and they still want to talk about it. And they're still finding out things about each other. Yeah. It's yes. And you listen. You listen to each side of it. You yeah. Know? Um, and usually it'd be kind of cool though, to listen to each side, be like, okay, what are they saying? And then, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one side usually is rooting for you. And then the spouse has an agent that they want to use. Mm. So it's kind of like a contest at that point of who's going to get their agent. To... <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that. It's a lot. 
it's yeah. a lot. This this job, it's it's fun, and there's a lot of reward in doing what we do. Uh, awesome. But I truly feel like you are not properly servicing your client if you don't learn about houses, if you don't learn about divorces, if you don't learn about inspections, if you don't learn about surveys, like you have to go out there and learn, especially when you're new, you're not doing anything else. No. People are scared to talk to clients when they're new. It's like, well, I have no history. What am I supposed to say? I mean, experience is, it's subjective. I would gladly hire a new agent that has gone to roofing classes. I could tell you the difference between a 20-year roof and a 30-year roof. Somebody who has gone to an inspection class, somebody that can read a survey. That's useful. I don't care if you've done any transactions before. You have something to offer. You have value. You need to go out and find value to offer your client. And your transaction number doesn't matter anymore. I agree. I think it's always helpful to have like an agent that knows certain things about the house. For me, it would make me feel more comfortable instead yes. of just being like, oh, I don't really know what that is or, you know, like. It does make a difference. And I have buyers that will only look at houses with me when I try to have a team, a teammate, you know, hey, can you show this today? So like, well, we prefer to wait for you because they're walking in a house looking at the aesthetics and figuring out if the couch will fit or mm-hmm. where's the Christmas tree going to go. I'm looking up. The minute I walk in a house, I look up. I look at the yep. trim. I look at the ceilings. I'm looking for completely different things than my buyer is. And that's my job. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of them do that. No, you have to provide experience. some type of value. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't build the houses. I can't loan them the money. The value I can provide is to give you information to make an educated decision. Yes. Like that's that. what I offer. Um, how do you have any like funny stories or crazy ones about things you've seen in a house? um yeah man I have an entire album on my phone of photos that I swear one day I'm just gonna like put together a picture book (laughs) you so should (laughs) do a slideshow amounts of you know I have online content for what the heck is that for like a good year yes yes um when are you starting yours though (laughs) i'm working on it okay so i i now have somebody to try to take over my social media so and i just send her stuff now and i'm like here post this (laughs) she's like okay yeah she's 20 so she's good at that i don't have the right i don't have the time to remember to shoot a story for everything so i it's whatever i'm trying to not be old but i'm old I'm just to tell you a little. So I have to, I put this stuff on Instagram and stuff like that, and they're like, "You need to put it on your Instagram story." And I'm like, "I did," and they're like, "No, you didn't." It took me like 25 minutes to figure out how to do an Instagram story. I know how to now, but I'm like, I'm I can't. I did my first reel the other day, and I was so stinking proud of it. I was just like, "Yay! This looks coherent. The music goes. <laughs> Look at that smooth video." Like I I was, I was proud of myself. Just, I, yeah, I had to bounce on my step all day because I did a good reel. <laughs> That's where I'm at in life. Yeah. I was just yeah. super excited. I just kept going back to my story and hitting it. Like, and it was just a picture. That's it. That's it. I didn't even have to do anything else. I just needed to put the picture on the story. 
Uh, so wait, show sorry. me houses. I've walked in on people half naked. I've walked in on people sleeping. Um, one dude came downstairs, opened the door, and went back upstairs and went to bed. Um, that was fun. We, actually, we still showed the house. Yeah. Uh, I've seen. I've seen air conditioners. I, I've seen air vents made out of duct tape rather than actual metal or plastic. Stop it. Not kidding. Not kidding. Um, I've seen toilets in kitchens. I mean, let's be real here. That could be very helpful. Right. Like, it, <laughs> but it's just not, we're not there I'm, in I'm life. Just... You know, I don't feel like we're there in the market. Let's not consolidate everything to one room. No. So you don't want to have like this huge party and while you're cooking somebody random that you don't really know just comes and sits. No, I don't want to flip my eggs while I'm showering and or pooing. No. Pooing and not, I mean, no. Yeah. Not that Too much point. multitasking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you definitely, you, Things you learn quick. Being cute on showings is not helpful. Your client does not care if how well-dressed or if you have on heels. They care about what you can give them. I learned that quick. Wearing heels or a really cute pair of sandals and then trekking my way through a muddy backyard in said cute sandals. Bye-bye mm, cute sandals. Right. Uh, <laughs> you learn to keep a pair of mud boots or galoshes in your car because we live in Houston. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, I always, I always set the stage, especially in the summer. Like I have tank tops with my company, my team logo. And I'm like, I have realistic expectations. I am wearing bike shorts, flip-flops and a t-shirt to our showings. I expect you to do the same. It's hot. I want to work in your, <laughs> if I <laughs> ever become. <laughs> Us too. I'm like, okay. Like I know. the first day you see me and then maybe at closing, I will have on adult clothing. But I did not, I did not leave the office eight to five corporate world to come out here, run my own business and sweat in the 90 degree heat and like business clothing. No, no, mm -hmm. no. I'm doing this my way and it's going to be comfortable and stretchy. And stretchy. And stretchy. It has to be stretchy. <laughs> it has to be stretchy. So tell everyone what's your, your guys's group name. Cause I didn't even ask that in the beginning. I forgot. Yes. I am Crimson Realty Group. Crimson Realty Group. Very cute t-shirt you have on, by the way. Well, thank you. This is, everybody gets one. This is company uniform. We <laughs> had t-shirts for company uniform. So we are Crimson Realty. I, I would, one of my big factors in starting real estate was my daughter wanted to go to University of Alabama. And we're, of course, in Houston, Texas. My family um, was always very big fans. My mother wanted to, my mother lived in Tuscaloosa, which is where the school is. Never got to attend. Uh, my daughter's the first one to be able to attend the university, even though most of my family is from that city. So it meant a lot to her. Yeah. But I didn't have a way to pay for out-of-state tuition because that's no joke. Mm -mm. My daughter was taking a double major and I was working three jobs and I was not receiving help. It was just me. So I was like, I'm going to really do this real estate thing. And that was my motivation. Like anytime I would slack off and I'd find myself sitting on the couch at like 2 p.m. watching Netflix, it's like that tuition bill would come in. And I'm like, oh, crap. oh. I got to pay $3,000 in the next month. I'd get up. It's like laziness does not pay out-of-state tuition. Nope. He was working multiple jobs. She had multiple scholarships. Um, she was the best student. I mean, 
So time out. So she was a dual major mm-hmm. and she was still working multiple jobs. Yes. Yes. She started yeah. college with a full semester finished she, dual credit in high school. Uh, we got my daughter through her undergrad in three years and she immediately started her master's and she graduated each with honors. Um, the school paid her for her master's degree and gave her a monthly stipend. She did so well. So when I started my team, I feel like I had to name it something crimson because her efforts going to that school for the first time, going to a strange state, living in a dorm with strangers, completely outside of her comfort zone and all the work she put in, who am I to be a slacker? That's so, amazing. Crimson Realty Group. That makes sense now. I was wondering where the crimson comes in now. And most people do. It's like, yeah, no, uh, it was it was my motivation to not be lazy and to get it done. I mean, you can either make money or excuses. You can't make both. And I had to make money. She had my biggest so thing hard. is, yeah, I can't stand when people make excuses about anything. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. If that's your thing, you just, you're yeah. not there yet, but this don't expect me to slow down for you. I'm not going to. I, or help you. Yeah. Try to help yourself when you're not even helping yourself. Yeah. I'm not validating. Yeah. The reasons you've given. So yeah, that's, that's why we're Crimson. Um, I love it. Yeah. That's my story. I feel like that was a really good way to end this show. <laughs> and your daughter and you have a hardworking son and your daughter, mm-hmm. you should be one proud mama right there. Thank you. I tell my son all the time, you know, you're in my retirement plan, right? Like, <laughs> you need to learn this stuff. He's like, I know mom. <laughs> okay. Step up your game, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, this is a great job. It's hard and it's not for everyone. You kind of have right. to have a hustle side to you. Um, but you meet some really great people. And at the end of the day, you know what you do matters. Yes, so, I completely enjoy. agree. Well, once again, I'd like to thank you, Amanda, for being on the show today. I hope everyone has a great day. Remember, if you're looking for a reliable inspection company, please check out our website at inspectorteam.com. See you guys next time. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on it. Uh,